In this episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast, we are going to talk about ways to grow your business during all of this self-distancing and quarantining. All of that is straight ahead on today's episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. You're listening to the Steve Freeman Podcast, the real raw truth about the pursuit of success in music, business, and life. Here's your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling producer, and serial entrepreneur, Steve Freeman. Welcome back to a brand new socially distant self-quarantined episode of the Steve Freeman podcast. I hope you are all doing well. I hope you're healthy and I'm so glad that you're here. While you're here, don't forget rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us five stars and please leave a written review and we will feature it right here on the podcast. Follow me everywhere on social media at the Steve Freeman and our sponsor for the podcast, artistdevelopmentacademy.com. We just launched a brand new course, The Art of Songwriting with hit songwriter Reggie Ham. He's written over 20 number one records, 400 cuts, 40 top 40 hits, and he wrote one of the longest lasting number one records in the Billboard charts history. You got to check out the course, Artist Development Academy. Dot com. All right, let's jump into today's topic. I wanted to talk about what's going on right now. We're all practicing this self-distancing and self-quarantining pretty much everywhere now, all over the country, if, if not the world. Everybody is, is shut down. Uh, it's like non-essential travel, gone. Uh, shopping malls, stores, all closed down. The only thing still open, grocery stores, what, what we consider necessities are, are still open. And I think it's a great thing. I mean, you, you look at the numbers, you look at the graphs, you look at everything that's out there. The only way to really get this corona, uh, coronavirus thing behind us is to practice self-distancing and self-quarantining. Stay away from other people. Let this thing play its course. Let it run out and let's get past it. Who knows how long that's going to be? I know here in Nashville, just yesterday, uh, we entered a 14-day mandatory uh, quarantine and uh, from the, the mayor and the governor that, it, you know, this is what they're going to have to do because a lot of people aren't listening. It so frustrates me looking on social media and seeing all these people that are still going out, still going in restaurants, still going in stores uh, when they shouldn't be. And the only way to get those people to not do that is to close them and make them unavailable for people to go into and to shop and to be around other people. So a lot of people complaining that they're, you know, unnecessarily steps being made and this isn't right. This isn't fair. Well, you know, it is if you want to get past this thing, which we all do. But in the midst of this, our economy is taking a nosedive and a lot of businesses are starting to lose revenue. They've had to close their doors. They've had to lay off employees. Um, A lot of different things, uh, not good things are coming out of this. But what can you do during this time period, however long it's going to last, to grow your business? especially if you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, if you're in the music business, I want to talk about some ways and some things that you can be doing during this time that you can actually be marketing your business and building up excitement. And especially if you're in the music business, if you aren't live streaming right now every single day, then you are making a huge mistake. We can all sit around and we can all gripe, moan, bitch and complain that things are the way that they are and we've this is bad and this is bad or we can do something about it and that's what i want to talk about in today's episode let's let's start off with instagram 
Now that some of you that are laid off and you don't have a job you've got to go to every day, this is a perfect time for you to start taking social media serious. And whatever platform that means for you, whatever platform that you feel most comfortable with, that's all that matters. I'm not going to push one over the other. There are some people that are comfortable with Facebook. There are some people that are comfortable with Instagram, some with Twitter, some with TikTok. I don't get TikTok. I have one. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But some people do. You've got LinkedIn. A lot of people understand LinkedIn and, and, and Snapchat. And, and there's, a, there's a whole array of them out there. But what I want you to do is figure out the one that you feel like you have the voice for. Which platform fits what you do, but also matches your core audience or potential audience? What, what age group? If your customers or fans are 25 years of age and older, or that's the audience you want to reach, then I would suggest that you stick to Facebook primarily. And you could open that up to Facebook and Instagram. If your fan base or customer base skews a little bit younger, maybe 18 to 34, 18 to 40, I would lean heavily in on Instagram. I think Instagram provides some amazing opportunities with stories and with feeds and with uh, sponsored posts and with being uh, being able to boost posts and really dial in geographically and demographically with some of the things they have to offer. offer. I think it is a very powerful platform. That's why it's my platform of choice. And I want to talk about a couple of different things in just a second that you can do uh, with these platforms. But the main thing I want you to do is pick the platform you're most comfortable with and start treating it like it's your job. Start treating it like, okay, I've got to get up today and I, I, I do. I've got to post 15 times today, 20 times today. Because here's the thing, what else are you doing? Are you using this time to just sit around, catch up on Netflix shows or, or voodoo shows or Hulu and, and Amazon and all that? Sure, there's going to be time for that. But I'm telling you that if you take this time seriously to devote to learning about new ways to market your business or grow your fan base, you are going to be so far ahead when this thing is over that you won't even believe it. Don't look at the time that we're in right now as a negative. See it as a positive and make it work for you. Let's talk about Instagram for a second. I get people ask me all the time, Steve, how should I don't even know. I don't know what to do. What should I be doing? I, here's how I want you to think about Instagram. Instagram has two sides. You have your feed side and then you've got your stories side. One of the things that I don't know that a lot of you may not know is that more people see your stories than see the posts on your feed. The way that the algorithm works with Facebook and or Instagram, and this is pretty much the same thing with with any of the social media platforms that have monetized themselves and sell advertising, you're going to find this with their algorithm. Only a certain number of people who have chosen to follow you or like you are going to see your post. And sometimes that's, that percentage is as little as 3 to 5% on your feed and on your wall. So when you post something, generally, for the most part, only 3% to 5% of people who have chosen to follow you are going to see that feed, are going to see that post. So the way to combat that is you need to post more often. The more often that you post, it's going to populate your feed more and the people that follow you, it's going to populate their feed more. So you have to post more if you want those posts to be seen. The other option is you can boost those posts. I, I don't recommend boosting posts on Instagram. If you want to run Instagram ads, that's a completely different thing. 
You go through your Facebook ads manager, you create an ad, and then you choose to deliver that ad through Instagram only. That's another way that you can do it, but that's another that's another podcast. That's and, and I am preparing one on how to do that and do it effectively, uh, and it'll be coming out in a couple of weeks. But when you think about your feed, you want to make sure that you are posting a minimum of five times a day on your feed, on your Instagram wall, minimum five times a day. Now let's talk about the description. You want to make that description as short as possible, but describe what's going on in the picture. I see a lot of times these people that have literal volumes and chapters in the description. Let's think about the platform first and foremost. Instagram is a visual platform, video, photo. It's not like some of these other platforms where it is text heavy and it's text intensive and people are expected to read. No, people are, are, are using that thumb and they are flipping through picture after picture after picture and video after video. So if you are going to put a lot of text down there, you're going to be losing out on some of the engagement that you could be getting. I will also tell you this. Instagram is also getting to the point where the longer your description is, they are starting to consider and think that you might be promoting a product or it could be spam or you're trying to sell a product outside of the sponsored uh, posts feature. And they will also then bury that post and not deliver it even to the three to five percent of people who are going to see it anyway. So in the description on your feed, let's let's recap a little bit here on the feed side. Post five times a day minimum. Absolutely minimum. Then make your description as short as humanly possible. Let's talk about hashtags. Hashtag what is relevant in that picture. When you're trying to decide what hashtags that you want to use, don't don't just use hashtags that are getting a million uh, likes or the, the most popular hashtags. Do some research. Go to the Explorer page. Enter hashtags and find out the ones that have... 5,000, 10,000, 25,000, up to 100,000. When you start using hashtags that have over 100,000 followers or 100,000 uses, you're going to get buried. You might as well not even use the hashtag because you're going to get buried. Use hashtags that have lesser followers and and less number of lesser number of uses so that maybe you can get on those Explorer pages using those hashtags. So when you use things like hashtag best life and you look on there and it's like 46.5 million people are using that hashtag, you're not going to be at the top of that list. It's not going to happen. So really think out the hashtags that you want to use. There are two different schools of thought here. Some people tell you to put your hashtags below your description. Some people say put the hashtags in the comment section. So when you make a post, immediately make the first comment and then put your hashtags in the comment section. What that does is sort of kind of tricks the Instagram algorithm that people are engaging with your post so that the minute you post it, there's already a like and there's already a comment, even though it's your comment and it's nothing but hashtags. I will say in the research that I've done in testing this out both different ways, I see my hashtags reach more people and be a little bit more engaging and get more engagement when I do the comment hashtags, when I put the hashtags actually in the comment. I also tested something out last week, and that was not using hardly any hashtags at all, maybe using one or two. 
those posts got a lot of engagement. Again, Instagram is looking at it like you're spamming people if you put too many hashtags. If you're going to use multiple hashtags, don't ever use more than 15. I say 10 or 15 at the absolute most. I think Instagram allows you to put up to 25 or 30, but you don't want to do that. You want to use 10 to 15 relevant hashtags to what it is that you're posting. That's your feed. Let's talk about your stories. Like I said earlier, more people see your stories than see your posts. Now, they may flip through them, but at least they're seeing them and they're seeing them more often. You can actually see the number of people who have seen your stories. There's analytics behind that. So you can click on that and see who skipped forward, who went back, who paused, who waited, who took some sort of action. If you have over 10,000 followers and you have the swipe up feature. This is very valuable information on how to run your business and what kind of content that people are going to engage with. Now, Steve, how do I use my stories? I've told you to post on your feed five times a day. You should be posting a minimum of three times that on your stories. So you should be posting a minimum of 15 stories every single day. Now, the reason that I think that everybody doesn't do this is because I think when people think of social media, they think of it almost like a full-time job. You're thinking right. Doing social media properly is a full-time job. However, I want to give you some tips and tricks here on how to do this. I've said many times through many podcasts and many videos that you should have a social media strategy. A part of that social media strategy should be learning how to batch content. And now you're going, okay, what do you mean by that? I mean, take Mondays, for example. Maybe Monday is your content creation day, your social media content creation day. You're going to create uh, some stories. You're going to create some feed posts that you will post throughout the week, the rest of the week. So that you're not constantly, I hear this all the time from almost every artist that I've ever worked with or am working with. I don't know what to post. I have no idea what to post. Number one, I will tell you, you're putting way too much thought into it. You are caring more about what you're posting than the people that are going to see it. I, I, you know, I post, I'm at Starbucks twice a day. I always post a picture when I'm at Starbucks. Why? Because it gets high engagement. And it's a part of my everyday life. I always tell people that use your feed for the things that you, you, you just want to put out there that you hope get engagement. What you want to put in your stories are the things you want people to see, the things you want people to know, the action that you want people to take. Because that's, you have a little bit, there's a little bit more engagement on the story side, like I said before, more people see it. And that's important. But you need to be there. You need to be relevant. You need to be consistent. And you need to be posting to your stories a minimum of 15 times a day. Take the what do I post and worry about it out of it. Completely do away with it and get and be done with it. Just post. People are interested in your everyday normal life. Do not use your Instagram feed or your story to constantly push a product. Constantly download this. Watch this. Buy this. Swipe up for this. Don't do that. People want inside your everyday life. They want behind the scenes. Show them behind the scenes. It doesn't have to be Instagram worthy. Just show people your life. As you're doing something, put it on your story. People find that interesting. That's what the whole purpose of it is anyway, is to engage people to hopefully get them to engage back, get you to get them to follow you, you follow them. 
so that you build an audience. You're not always trying to sell something. I've said it a million times, no matter what your product is or, or who you are, what it is that you are trying to sell, you are selling you. People at the end of the day will buy you. It doesn't matter the course you've got or the song or the video or any of that other stuff. If they don't buy you, they're not buying any of that. So the main sales feature in what you need to be selling is you. The only way to do that is to post more and post more often and use Instagram the way that you should be using it to create that kind of engagement. Going back just a little bit to talking about batching content. If you're one of these people that's like, look, I need to plan things out. I'm not spontaneous. I'm not in that moment. Then you plan either one day a week or a couple of hours a day, every day a week to batch content. Go take pictures or take uh, selfies or, or make stories that you plan to use later in the week and then to keep them stored in your phone and go, okay, I'm going to upload this one now and this so that you're not all of a sudden in every moment going, okay, I need to post, but I don't know what to post. And then you try to find something to post and then it feels like work and then you get frustrated. Trust me, I get it. But you need to be posting every single day to your feed on Instagram five times a day, 15 stories a day. And, and please do not make it all about what it is that you do. Instagram should be more about who you are and less about what you do. Think about that very carefully. People want to get to know you. People don't want to sit around and, and watch advertising. That's why people love TiVo and people love streaming and on demand so that they don't have to sit through the commercials. Don't be a constant commercial to your fan base. Give them a window into your life. That's what they want. Let's talk about Facebook. Facebook is more the place for products and services. That's just what I think and political stuff. I don't get on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook as much as I should be. Um, because I don't really use that platform the best for what it's intended for. And that is long form writing and to sell products and to, to share products. I, it's not really what I do, but Facebook, if you are trying to reach an audience of 25 years of, of age or older, it's the older, the better 30 to 65, you know, 50 to 65. If you're, if you're trying to hone in on that age group and that demographic, uh, people with a little bit more uh, higher income, um, you can definitely target those people. Facebook is the platform for you. But again, you need to make sure it's the same thing. The algorithm's working the same. Facebook owns Instagram. So the same algorithm is at work, right? If you don't post but once every two or three days, nobody's seeing your post. The algorithm favors activity. So the more you post, the more it's going to pump that content out to the people who've chosen to like you or follow you on Facebook. So you need to be finding ways to post two, three, four times a day on Facebook to, to create that engagement and keep that engagement. And I know this sounds like a full time job and guys, in all honesty, doing social media right, growing a business, it does take time. It is a full time job. Look, marketing used to be one asset and one function of growing a successful business. Today, it's everything. Social media is everything. It, it, it will determine the success level or failure of your entire business. So instead of trying to think of all these other things that you can do, focus on the things that I'm telling you to do. Learn how to master social media for you and what that means to you. Not everybody does social media the same way. 
I do. I don't post on my stories 15 times a day. I don't post to my feed five times a day like I t- I'm telling you to do. I should be. And I need to take my own advice and do that. But I've got my own system. You need to find the system that works for you and then stick with it and do it religiously. Once you create and find that audience, you've got to continue to feed that audience or they will go somewhere else for the same content. And whether you want to think you provide something that somebody else doesn't, you're wrong. But I encourage you to be that person for your audience. Don't give them a reason to go somewhere else to find what they're looking for in someone else or in another product or in another service. Be more active. And that's the thing I really want to get across with you today is be active. Here's the last thing that I want to talk about and go into depth on this. And I've been doing a series of live streams on Facebook and on YouTube talking about live streaming. During this period that we're in right now, you have an amazing opportunity. Fish in, fish in a barrel. How many times have we heard it's like shooting fish in a barrel? Right now, with what's going on with the self-distancing and the self-quarantining and everything being shut down, people are fish in a barrel. Literally. They are sitting at home. They are looking for something to do. They can't go anywhere. They can't go shopping. Their attention is less divided. You almost have as close to a captive audience as you ever will. You need to start live streaming. Well, Steve, I'm not really comfortable doing that. Then you need to get comfortable with it. You need to do it enough to where you get comfortable with it. I said and put something out on Facebook the other day, a bold prediction, as far as the music business is concerned, that people that will adapt to this right now and start live streaming and start live streaming high quality streams to engage and connect with their audience. And I'm talking about great video. I'm talking about great sounding audio. Make it a high quality experience as close to in person as humanly possible. The businesses, the artists that embrace this right now and start live streaming, you will be the ones more successful when all of this thing is over with. Look, what's happening right now is going to change this country. It's going to change the way people consume music. It's going to change the way people consume movies and entertainment and food and everything else. We've had we've had years and years and this has never happened. We've not ever had this mass quarantine like this. This will change people's buying habits and their entertainment consumption. It will. They are going to get used over the next two, three, four, five, six months of not having to leave their house to go to the movies. All of the movie theaters are putting the movies that were out at the theater right now out for you to buy at home. You can now watch it at home. To think that it's ever going to go back the other way is just ridiculous. It will not. Will the movie theaters reopen? They absolutely will. But I'm telling you right now, what's going to happen is you'll have the option. You can go to the theater if you want, or you can buy it at home. And when the movie production companies start making even more money with more people willing to buy it and set it home and watch it, then you'll start to see the movie theaters close down. I know I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying it's the way it is. We have slowly and consistently been moving into The more convenient it can possibly be, the more on demand it can possibly be, the more likely we are to consume it. The same thing is going on right now. You cannot go sit down at a restaurant, but you can Grubhub, you can DoorDash, you can Uber Eats. You can get these things brought right to your home. People that have never used those services before are being forced to use them now. So to think that they will ever go back when this is over in four, five, six months from now, To think that they'll ever go back, I think 
may be a bit of a stretch. I'm not saying again that restaurants are going to close down, but I'm telling you more people will start using the on-demand services and the delivery services, the things that are most convenient. You need to be a part of that. Whatever your brand is, whatever your service is, whether it's you're a business owner and you're selling shoes or you're a real estate agent, you should be doing, if you're a real estate agent, you should be doing live streams, walking through doing home tours. If you've got buyers, you should be live streaming your home tours. There's no reason to not do that. No matter what business you're in, music business doesn't matter, any of them. You should be live streaming at least two to three times a week, staying current and staying engaged with your fan base, giving them something to entertain them with your knowledge and your expertise in whatever field it is that you're in. It's very simple to do. You can, you, you can do everything from going live on your cell phone or your iPad or the, the computer, the, the camera on your computer. Uh, then you can go the next route. If you want to step up a little bit from that, you can get like the Logitech C920 webcam. That will give you an H, a nice 1080p HD picture. Uh, then you can get a USB microphone uh, like the uh, Rode NT USB or uh, the, the Rode Podcaster mic. USB plugs straight into your computer. Then you've got great video. You've got great audio. Then you can really go overboard if you want to do what I do and you use a DSLR camera, you use a studio grade broadcast professional microphone and set up and you have all of this to where it can basically look like a news network if you want it to look. People appreciate quality. But my, the important thing I want to get across to you here is you've got to start. If you just have your cell phone, then start with your cell phone. Try to get you a little tripod or find something you can set up because you can't go to Best Buy, you can't go to the stores, they're all closed. Find a way to set your phone up and start live streaming. Start connecting with your fans. They are looking for things to do because they're stuck at home. Do not miss this opportunity to engage and connect with your fans and create a relationship that's going to come out the other end of this thing stronger than you could have ever built it. Again, it's like I said, I hate to use the analogy but it's like shooting fish in a barrel. We're under, we're under quarantine. We're under self-distancing. All the stores are closed. The entertainment places are closed. You can't go to concerts. You can't go to movie theater. You can't go to a mall. People are sitting in front of their TVs, in front of their laptops, and in front of their phones. Be one of the sources of entertainment for your customers. Create that relationship, further that relationship, and encourage that engagement. If you are not live streaming, you should start it right now. Like I said, we can all sit back and we can think about what we're going through right now. We can gripe about it. We can moan about it. We can complain about it. Or we can look at it as the opportunity that it really is. And I encourage you, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a small business owner, if you are an artist, a songwriter, a producer, a real estate agent, it doesn't matter. Use the tools that you are given and use the time that you've been given during all of this that's going on to learn more about how you can grow your business and create a stronger relationship with your customers or your fans. 
Guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. While you're here, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. We will start reading those again. I honestly just keep forgetting. Uh, Don't forget, follow me on social media at the Steve Freeman everywhere on every social media platform. That way you also get notifications when I start live streaming and you can come join me and hang out. Don't forget, if you want to take your music business career to the next level, to check out artistdevelopmentacademy.com. New monthly online courses every month, a members-only webinar and live stream every week. It's amazing. Plus the members-only forum where you can get the answers you need from industry insiders. Everything you need to grow your career right there. Artistdevelopmentacademy.com. Guys, until the next episode, keep being creative, keep pressing the boundaries, and there's nothing wrong with being independent. One more this time. Wash your hands. See you in the next one. Thanks for joining us for the Steve Freeman Podcast. Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Steve on social media at, at the Steve Freeman. 